Welcome to Homemaker Chic Podcast, where we are rescuing the art of homemaking from the daily grind in red lipstick and no denim jumpers. Unless you're into that, then rock your denim jumper. We will not be wearing our 80s school marm outfits. <laughs> I am your host, Shay Elliott of the ElliottHomestead.com. And I am joined by my beautiful friend, Angela Reed of ParisianFarmGirl.com. Hello, hello. Hello, my friend. How are you? <sighs> I'm good. good. I'm good. It's, are you? It's the end of the month, you know, like, are you really? Oh, I am. I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I'm yeah. Let's do this. Let's I'm ready to this. talk about what we're going to talk about today. So carry on. We'll okay. circle back around. All right. Uh, if you would be so kind listener, please leave the podcast a five-star review and a positive something uh, because that helps other homemakers who might need this encouragement and information. It helps them to discover it and find it. And so many have and reached out to us and are very glad that Apple suggested it to them. But Apple will only do that if they think people will like it. So just pretend, even if you don't like it, even if you think our voices sound weird or we say something that makes you mad, just do it anyway. Please just be nice. <laughs> Please be nice. <laughs> we all need to be encouraged, don't we? Yes. Today's show is brought to you by Jovial. It's holiday time. Hello. And that means we get to be baking and tucking in and nourishing our families and our friends even more. And there's no better way to do that than with Jovial Foods. They have amazing baking and food products for you to stock your pantry with. You can turn to Jovial for boxed pastas, olive oil, canned beans, einkorn berries, all-purpose flour, gluten-free products. My friends, these are clean, organic, non-GMO foods that provide your family with what you will need to prepare fabulous holiday food. Whether you're gluten-free or not, they're going to have everything that you need. So I place a big order once a month from Jovial. My flour is on the way. I can't wait because I am ready to get my bake on. So visit <laughs> them at jovialfoods.com. You are going to love making that conversion to this company. They just have such a level of excellence and we know you're going to love it as much as Shay and I do. Yes. Today's episode of the podcast is also brought to you by Toops & Co. That's T-O-U-P-S and co.com. This is your one-stop online shop for all organic, all natural skincare and makeup. Still something Angela and I get asked all the time. So people are not listening to me when I say this. <laughs> How do I eliminate toxins out of my skincare and makeup? You go to toopsandco.com and you stock up on their line of skin serums and face balms, mascaras, mineral makeup, lipsticks, eyeshadow, liners, deodorants, soaps, and more. This is such a fabulous place just using real natural ingredients, essential oils, olive oils, tallows, all organic ingredients. So instead of going to Target or Sephora and filling up your basket with God knows what, go to tubesandco.com and do a little holiday shopping there, my friends. You will love them. And uh, thank you to Jovial and Tubes for sponsoring today's episode. Yeah. And for being with us for goodness. They've been with us since just about Four the beginning. Seasons. Yep. Four wow. seasons. Oh, and use the coupon code homemaker, won't you, from Toops & Co. So Emily knows that we sent you and she'll, she's going to give you 10% off for being a homemaker chic listener. Fabulous. Yes. 
All that information, all the links to our um, sponsors will be in the show notes. Now, I got to say something about the show notes. I've said this before. I get another reprimand from Shay. Angry emails a week. I can't find the show notes. I can't tell you where to find the show notes because it depends on how you listen to the podcast. If you listen on (laughs) Google or if you listen on, I don't even know what other podcast listeners like where else iTunes, do you listen? Spotify, it's whatever. It's all yeah. different. There's some sort of drop down arrow somewhere underneath the episode. Just and if you keep hit clicking, that, it'll open up the show notes. But I can't tell you. The only place I can tell you for sure that the show notes are is on our website, homemakerchicpodcast.com. And this is exciting. We have a brand new website coming out and all the show notes will be really glammed out with photographs and it'll be so beautiful you guys i can't wait to share this new website with you um so if you can't find them wherever you're listening to the podcast go to the website and you can find them there just click on the episode and all the notes will be listed underneath have links to everybody yes don't send me an angry email i can't tell you where to find them especially if you're listening on your phone it's different than if you're on a desktop i'm sorry <laughs> and on that note, and on that note, shall we cue the wine music? Little shoulder shake. I got a good one to share with you guys today. This is the part of the podcast where we encourage you to pour a glass, be it tea, coffee, water, or wine. I am having wine. Just saying. Because it's Thursday. I do what I want. (laughs) Our wine segment on the podcast is brought to you by Dry Farm Wines. This is... This is the holy grail of wine. The holy grail of online wine subscriptions. They will send you... You can do a one-time order if you like. You don't have to do the subscription. But I tell you, it pays to do the subscription... Because they gifted me three bottles of wine for being a longtime customer. I'm a very faithful Dry Farms customer, my friends. (laughs) And there's a reason. Because these are all organic, naturally yeasted, so no artificial commercial yeasts. Old world, family grown, estate bottled wines. There's no mixing and matching and crazy chemical stuff going on. This is like, hey, this family in Austria... They've, they've, you know, farmed this land for three generations. On their five acres. On their five acres. They make 30 bottles a year. And you get one. <laughs> you get one. Yeah. That's what we're talking about. That's part of why we drink Dry Farm Wines is to support these small family farms, these estate bottled wines that would never see the light of day, especially on American wine shelves. So it gives us truly an opportunity to tap into fabulous wines from all over the world. Somebody asked me this. No, they are not wines under the dry farm label. I think that's really important because there's a lot of pop-up companies coming right now. Yep. A lot. Dry farms is simply the person who has set the bar like the importer if you will yeah yeah, like here's what we're looking for in a wine you have to meet this criteria and they have super high standards and then you know then they bring them to us so they just facilitate you know again these these family farms that would never be able to sell their hundred bottles somewhere else Mm -hmm. um we get to partake of that because of dry farms because of the work they do so i'd love you to go to dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic 
Place your first order. Subscribe if you like. You can choose three, six, nine, twelve. You can do a bubbly subscription. You can do a rose subscription, whatever you like. Um, I have a bubbly to share with you today. And, mm. but before I tell you what it is, all Dry Farm customers who join through our Homemaker Chic link this week are going to be entered into a giveaway. And today is your, is it go through next week? I can't remember. I think today we're announcing the today. winner. Okay. Ooh. So today we will <laughs> announce that over on Instagram and we'll announce it on the podcast on Monday because I want to give people through the end of the day, the end of okay. the week to enter because okay. that's what we had told them, I think. So go and get your dry farm order placed. You can have your wines by Thanksgiving and we're going to take everybody who becomes a customer, enter them into a giveaway and give three free bottles of dry farm wines to one lucky winner. Our first giveaway ever. That's pretty cool. On the podcast. Okay. Ask me. Shay, what are you sipping? Okay. Actually, what I sipped because it's gone. Past tense. (laughs) You'll notice, like, I actually, I wanted to share it so bad. I made Stu dig the bottle out of the recycling bin. And I was like, I have to tell them about this one. It may be one that I have mentioned before in the podcast. I can't remember. This is a 2017 sparkling wine from France. It's not from the Champagne region, so it's not considered Champagne. It's a sparkling wine, but it's called Blanc de Blanc. Have you had this one? Uh, No. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm going to butcher this pronunciation a bit, but it's Raventos y Blanc. Conco del Rio (laughs) Noia. Oh, that was was fabulous, Shay. (laughs) Just search Blanc de Blanc on uh, on Dry Farms and you'll find it. And you can request this to be added to your bubbly order if you would like. It is so, so good. And I think champagne gets a really bad rap because people just buy like cooks or whatever and drink a glass and then they feel like they're going to die. This is not that way. This sparkling mm-hmm. wine is so sharp and it just cuts through so we had it with a nice white fish and a creamy potato sauce and it was fabulous just so refreshing there's nothing it just feels like a celebration Mm -hmm. i don't need a celebration to drink sparkling wine i don't think it should be reserved for that no drink it whenever you want marilyn monroe drank it every day with her red lips btw um (laughs) so blanc de blanc that is like white of whites Yes. And, um, you know, champagne is or sparklings are a lot of times like a combination of red and white grapes, Pinot Noir, uh, Pinot Meunier, Chardonnay. And the Blanc de Blanc is called White of Whites because it's only made from a white grape. So that's just a little bit of information. You're smart. Yeah. They have this map on the back of this bottle. And I'm not sure what this... it looks like a beef I cut. <laughs> I cannot read the French. Um, hmm. Anyway, fabulous. So if you're going to get a bubbly prescri- prescription. <laughs> well, you know, that's that what too. they should call it. Right. <laughs> I, I prescribe you three bottles of bubbly a month. Add the Blanc de Blanc. It's so yummy. Every time they send it, I get very excited because I thoroughly enjoy it. Yeah. And if you're brand new to the podcast and you never have, go back a few seasons and listen to the interview with Todd, because, you know, we do a lot of mindset changing on this podcast. And 
We know ladies love their wine and we want to help you make the mindset change from like Wednesday wine-o night with your girlfriends where you're just buying a big cheap bottle of Chardonnay and paying Mm -hmm. for it the next day. Mm -hmm. We want to just continue to cultivate this better, not more um, environment. And I Mm -hmm. dry farm wines. I just, I'm so pleased to be Mm -hmm. working with them. I love them. And I will say too, like I, I, truly like to get up every day. I like to feel really good. I like to get a good night's sleep. I like to brush Mm -hmm. my teeth and put my makeup. Like I want to give every day my all. It's just the way I'm wired. And I get really resentful when, you know, you can have literally a glass or two of something the night before and you wake up and you're like, I just not feeling it. You know, I'm not saying you drink enough to be hungover. I'm just saying you're kind of like legs. This is so not that Mm -hmm. way. Dry farm wines are so not that way. You will get up right as rain the next day. There's none of that lingering nastiness. So right. go visit them. Dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. Your first order will automatically enter you into the giveaway. And we will announce that next Monday. Yeah. And when you um, are sipping, use the hashtag what I'm sipping over on Instagram. And yes. we'll share we'll share your lovely pictures. Some beautiful pictures coming through. Lovely stemware. Yes. <laughs> Yes. So we announced on Monday that the theme of season four was going to be hospitality. Hot for hospitality. Hot. I made that up just now. (laughs) You didn't. Um, I typed that yesterday. (laughs) That's because I made it up yesterday. Oh, you did. You're right. You get that one. I'm hot for hospitality. (laughs) Um, And that's what we're going to talk about today. We are going to start at ground zero together. We're going to get our mindset right. We're going to talk about the very basics We actually have a ton of young listeners who listen to this podcast. So we're going to start pretending like we don't know how to do this. Yeah, We're going to work into it together. And we don't expect you to be Martha Stewart, you know, right off the cuff here. We kind of talked with Lisa about that a bit on Monday. Like, this is something you practice. This is something you get good at over time. Well, there's a reason they call it the art of hospitality. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I have to cover my feet. Hang on. I know she's piling her blanket on her right now. (laughs) Plus, heaters make a lot of noise, so we have to shut them off before we record. Dryers do. My dryers like houses. (laughs) You got tennis (laughs) shoes in your dryer? (laughs) Tennis No, I have a giant wool blanket. Oh, yeah. 50-pound long skin sheep fur thingy. Yeah, I guess you're not line drying that at the end of October. Not this time of year. Not this time of year. Okay, let's dive into it. Let's start first. I think this is a very important distinction. Okay. That Stuart made me remember as I was blabbering on to him last night in bed. Um, Hospitality, which is Mm. what we've set the theme as, versus fellowship okay and just to give you guys a little bit of um, perspective Angela and I are both coming at this from a Christian perspective so what we share with you isn't going to you know necessarily be um, bound by that at all but like for example I didn't know the word fellowship I didn't like that wasn't a word that that's, I really that's grew really up a understanding. Christian word. It's yeah. kind of a yeah, it's kind of a church term. Yeah, yeah. It's Christianese, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but Stuart was he reminded me as we were kicking back through this 
past of how did we learn this stuff and when did we start practicing it and what did that look like? There really is a difference between hospitality and fellowship because fellowship is this time of renewal. It's a time where you get together with friends, you're comfortable with them, or you have your family over, your sister comes for coffee. And it's a time of a lot of times ease. These are people that you're really comfortable with, people that you see a lot or people that you know well. It's not necessarily fussy. It's easy. Okay. And that can be true for hospitality. But hospitality is so much more than that. It's not saying, hey, you're super comfortable with this person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or um, it's, you know, biblically speaking, it's like, hey, there's a there's a wanderer, there's a sojourner. <laughs> like mm-hmm. bring them in, bring them in and give them what they need. And I think, you know, this is important. It could be something like a guest pastor who's filling the pulpit at church and he needs somewhere to eat lunch after he does, mm-hmm. you know, Sunday service. It could be um like a temp, let's say, that's filling in a spot at your office who maybe doesn't have family locally. It could be a coworker. It could be your neighbor who you're not familiar with. It could be, you know, your friend's girlfriend who has a completely different worldview than you or aligns completely different politically. And that might not be the most comfortable situation. And so I think in order to prepare ourselves for hospitality, we also have to be prepared to be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. We're well not said. just talking about bringing your friends in. That's easy. It's yeah. easy to have your friends over for pizza night. But to look at a situation or a someone and say, what do they need? I mean, that is, that is a gift and that, that is an art. And I think it's, yeah, it's easy to just like lump it into entertaining or showing off or whatever, you know, all these other words, fellowship, all these other words that you would assign mm-hmm. to having someone into your home. But I love what you just said about what do they need? Yes, I I think hospitality is about posing the question, what can you extend to another human? Mm-hmm. And I have to do this because when we have the the space in our family to bring somebody in, it's often like, okay, well, let's invite these people. They're our friends. The kids have a great time together. It's easy. There's no trouble. You know, no one's causing a ruckus. We don't have to avoid 80 conversations of topic because we know we disagree. It's just easier. And mm-hmm. humans by nature mm-hmm. will do what is easiest. Easiest. And for this sure. is no different. This is no different. Yeah. Um, Can you think of a time where somebody brought you in to kind of to their fold in a more of a hospitality way than a fellowship way? Um, Yeah. I mean, I like when we moved here, we, we, we got a couple invitations when we moved here and Um, just being that we didn't, that we barely knew the host or hostess, I would say that was definitely hospitality, sort of just Mm -hmm. like an extension of an arm and just, we just kind of felt gathered up and, and cared for Mm -hmm. over a big bowl of chili. You know, we were, 
Yes. We were new. We didn't know anybody. We were kind of starved for interaction because we had just been duking it out and driving moving trucks and boxes and we were drowning. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I think if you're brand new to hospitality and we're at ground zero and people are like, I, I, I mean, I've been asked this question. I'm sure you have as well. Like, we don't even really have friends in the area. We're new. Like, we don't know anybody. Um, who would we have over? <laughs> I think this is as ground zero as it gets. Like, this kind of strangers or wanderers or people in need versus friends. And I think putting the glasses on, like, just in your situation, you just mentioned mm-hmm. who's in need, who is without, who is wandering. And I think it takes a little bit of a perspective shift to, to be able to even see those people. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, I think that's a great place to start. I think you just did this actually last week and hmm. I balked back and was like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe you did that. That's so bold. You're such an extrovert. Uh, tell, not. Them you, tell them about this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I, uh, I opened my email just a few days ago and there was an email from a YouTube subscriber and, um, sometimes I lump those all together and I just read them at a certain time, but I was just standing in the kitchen and I read it and she said, you know, I live a little bit South here. I don't want to give away too much information, but she said, I I live, you know, South of you and my brother and sister-in-law just moved to sister Bay with their 10 kids. They don't know anyone. Would you stop by and introduce yourself? I mean, how, First of all, like how fantastically bold of her. I loved it. I got jazzed just just reading that that she would that she would do that for for them because this is an extremely small community. I mean, this is a large family. When a large family moves to town, it's a big deal. People don't typically move up here with all their kids. This is a retirement community. And she said that they lived in the same town as us. And that means we're just within minutes of each other. I mean, this is not a big stretch. And so I told the kids, I said, I think we should go stop by and say hi. And my kids, I was so proud of them. They were all over it. It was like a, it was like somebody shook the hornet's nest. They just went like, they were running all over the house, changing out of pants that had holes in them, brushing their hair, brushing their teeth. I they <laughs> all presentable. Exactly. They um, you know, there's six different personalities right there from a, a teenager who could have said like, heck, no, I'm not doing that, you know, to a four year old. And they all were game. I I was really my children touched me that day. They just. It was it was amazing. There was no convincing. They all got cleaned up. They were in the truck before I was. I Googled the address. I'm like, well, I know right where that is. That's two minutes away. (laughs) We pulled in the driveway and kind of just looked around. I couldn't quite gauge where the front door was and the the garage door went up. And, you know, sure enough, it's a hot mess, just like it would be after you'd moved in three weeks ago with that many children. And she looked at me and I looked at her and I was like, hi. (laughs) And I (laughs) I didn't have anything. I mean, I was at the absolute end of my grocery run no flour like nothing to quick bake something not no all the flowers are dead 
you know, in the garden, there's nothing to bring. <laughs> I go out to the sage. I'm like, okay, I can bring this woman a bouquet of sage because Thanksgiving <laughs> is right around the corner and everyone needs sage. So I grabbed like three big stalks that had survived the light dusting of snow that we got the other day. And I'm standing there as her driveway, you know, her door goes up and she looks at me and we kind of looked at each other for a second. And I said, uh, your sister-in-law, <laughs> I just got an email from your sister-in-law. I don't know your sister-in-law, but she asked if I would come over and introduce myself to you. It was just like, mm. I said, welcome. Welcome to the community. I said, yeah. I know what it's like to move up here with a ton of kids. It's not a lot of children up here and we're a homeschool family. You're obviously a homeschool family. And they invited us in and we stood in their living room and talked for like an hour and because it's such a small community, I was able to just um, like say, okay, like this is your fireplace guy. This is your plumber. This is how fast you'll hear back from this kind of a business or like all the deets, you know, this coffee shop is good. This one I wouldn't go to blah, blah, blah. And yeah, it was, it was, isn't that amazing? Like that's, you were practicing hospitality in somebody else's home. And and I am introverted. I mean, I'm, I'm weirdly extroverted. Like I can do stuff like that, but yeah, yeah. All around. I just felt like it was really a growing for me and for my kids. I was, it was a good, I felt, it felt like, um, a good discipline, if you will. And, and now my children have these friends. It's been a few days. They've hardly parted ways with these kids and mm. the mom and I have been texting back and forth like all day long, getting to know each other. And is yeah. that amazing? Yeah. I think that's that's a great story, especially for people who are starting out. Um, it's not hospitality is not necessarily going to be comfortable. It does get better. Mm -hmm. It does get easier. But um, the point isn't your comfort. No, That's it's, it. it's someone else's. It's not about you. Right. It ain't about you, host. Mm -hmm. It's just not. And you need to get over yourself. <laughs> That's the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I do, you know, I want to, I want to explore, um, entertaining and hosting and all we'll the Christmas there. vibes and stuff this yes. season. But like you said, I think that this starting with this very heartfelt ground zero of of serving, having this, yes. this heart of service towards other people and being able to just step a step, mm -hmm. step out for a minute and look and say, what is the need here? Right. And how can I contribute to that need? And I, that is a muscle that you mm -hmm. have oh, to exercise for sure. Um, you, I've talked about my friend Natalie on here a lot. Mm -hmm. Natalie grew up in a really rich um, church culture of hospitality and fellowship. And when I first got to know her many years ago, I was blown away by the things that she could see people needed. And I still am like, come on, Shay, up your game, up your game. And my mom's the same way. She has a way of being like, Hey, I'm at Costco. I got you X, Y, Z. I thought, you know, you could need it. And that's not hospitality in, you know, the sense necessarily that we're talking about it, but it's eyes to see the need. Here's a yeah. perfect example. I'm a very capable cook. I have a refrigerator full of food. Mm -hmm. When was this? Like a month ago, maybe a little over a month ago, I got sick. 
mm-hmm. and was just couldn't. I just couldn't. And Natalie brought me soup. Aiden. Aiden. Oh my gosh. You need to quiet down your big 15 year old mouth. I'm telling a very important story. Goodness. <laughs> Wood floors. Teenage sons. <laughs> so Natalie brings me soup and, you know, she just has her husband rush. He gets home from work. He brings it up to us. Not like we're close by, but he brings it mm-hmm. up to us, leaves, leaves her pot. You know, it was just here's some soup. Feed your feed your kids. And I thought, dang it, Shay. Like, why can't you remember to do things like this for other? Like, it really is a muscle training where you're just you almost have to get up that day and say, OK, today, who has a need? And who can I serve? And mm-hmm. obviously, as a mom, hello, you're serving your family all day. And I yeah. get it. You're tired and it's not to discredit the service that you do for your family. Right. I am not I am not saying you need to do more. Right. That's not right. what I'm saying. I'm saying when you have this posture and it's not who's in, who's, you know, company can I enjoy? Like, ooh, I feel like making something fancy. Let's have somebody for dinner. There's a place for that. Totally. We love that. We love that. And we will talk all about that this season. Mm-hmm. But what I'm talking about now is setting this, putting on the goggles, you know, that Mm -hmm. you're seeing through the filter. Who needs to be served? Well, and it's, you know, in in like working that muscle, um, I obviously important to remember that hospitality is not always a convenience. So is it ever? I mean, well, as you know, we're talking to an audience. So many of them have young kids and like you were, it's like this fine line. We're trying not, we're not trying to say like, do more, be a martyr, get out there and do all this for so many people and come home exhausted. Like, that's not what we're saying. No. Um, But like you're saying, just have goggles, gentle, like it's a gentleness. Mm -hmm. Um, I have another story. I did not share this with you. I got another email the day before yesterday from a woman who listens to this podcast. She's a little bit older than us. She's been there. She's done that. Okay. So she did the homeschooling, the bread baking, the small kids. Now she's a business owner and she heard us talking about that. You know, the moments in our life where we're just like drowning, (laughs) drowning over here. (laughs) And she thought, well, I, I live thousands of miles from Angela and Shay, so I can't show hospitality to Angela and Shay. But what could I do? And so she sat back and thought about three moms like you and I in her church that mm-hmm. are probably drowning and not telling anyone. And she made them dinner and delivered it to them. Oh, that's amazing. I was so happy. Like, first of all, even for her to share, she could have kept that to herself. You know, I was yeah. appreciative, appreciative that she just said, like, I, I would have loved to have done something for you. I couldn't. So I went out and I found other people that I could do yes. something for who are clearly in the trenches doing the same thing you're doing. Yes. Assume everyone is drowning. Assume everyone is drowning. Yes. Assume everyone wants a cup of coffee. Assume no matter how great their lipstick looks, it. assume they're drowning. Yes. <laughs> assume <laughs> right? they're drowning. Right? Yes. Daddy made breakfast. Yeah, go talk to him. Okay, grab some granola. Grab some granola then, okay? Georgia, Aiden. It's, it's in a cold room. 
She's like, I'm starving. I'm like, there's a parent upstairs. I think. <laughs> I think. Unless something dire has happened to there's him. I think there's a parent cool. upstairs. Right. Um, I loved that. I'm really glad that you shared that with me. She might have emailed me too, but I am so behind on emails. It's not even funny. So we'll keep um, her name private, but on our behalf. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Thank mm-hmm. you. Seriously. Um, when Stu and I were, were fleshing this out a bit last night, um, I think an important point that I want to make sure you drive, I drive home is that um, hospitality is basically saying, I'm giving up something to do this. Right. And that's where the so, convenience comes in. Yeah. Or lack it's of. A sacrif- mm-hmm. It's a sacrifice. And it always, oh my gosh, I have another child. <laughs> we made it through all of Monday's episode with no interruptions. Okay. She's cute. I want this too. Have daddy get you some granola. Oh my God. It we'll comes in a them. giant box. Tell tell Georgia to get you some, okay? <laughs> we reserve granola for podcasts. I know my kids had granola today too. Oh yeah, because I know they're going to interrupt me. Um, the point is that it's costly. Uh, hospitality will mean extra food, bigger food budget, um, which you just might have to, like we had to go through that stage where I was like, I'm never going to not cook for people. So if that means we have to drive crappier cars or you know, what are you mm-hmm. going to cut out? Cable, shop, take your pick. Take one of your right. little precious things and cut it off so that there's more money for food. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, the point is that it's costly and it's it's a self-sacrifice. There's going to be more dishes, okay? Uh, mm-hmm. There's going to be maybe awkward conversations. There's maybe going to be scheduling challenges. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry, Angela. Okay. That's okay. Go upstairs. I completely that. understand Six times over. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, my point was it's costly mm-hmm. and you need to expect that. Don't be, don't be surprised. I, I remember going through this, like, especially when our budget was so tight and I was like, I can't feed more people. Right. How, how could I possibly stretch this to feed more people? Um, it doesn't have to be, you're inviting people over for steak. Okay. It could be just come for a cup of coffee. No, it I have a be, friend who I like, made a if loaf we're of com- bread. If we're coming over with the kids, you know, just to stop by or whatever, she she will put an extra frozen pizza in the oven. Like she's mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, and so I think when you it's part of just setting your posture correctly because there are times still where I'm not in the right posture. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. I can I always tell Stu I can handle anything, but I need to know it's coming. <laughs> and so there have been times like on Sundays at church where he's just like, hey, this family's visiting. They drove an hour and a half to get here. Like I invited them over for lunch and there's a piece of me. It's there where I'm mm-hmm. just like, oh, how dare you? The house is a mess. I don't right. know what I'm going to make. Um, Why would you do that? Don't you care about my feelings at all? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Just slay that. Just slay it. Because you know what? It always sorts itself out. Yeah. And, um, you know, like we mentioned with Lisa on Monday, when when you're having people over and the house is a wreck. Um, so what? They don't care. They do care if you bring them in. Um, let's talk. I know we don't want to get too much into the practical application quite yet. Right. But if somebody's brand new to hospitality. I do think there's a few practical application points of this. Um, this is a really silly one, but I think it it's something that really stresses me out. So I'm going to share it. Okay. Um, it's having enough 
seating. And I think it comes from being a big family that when we go someplace that doesn't have enough seating, it stresses me out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just like I, it makes me feel like I'm really imposing mm-hmm. as the guest. And so we have a lot of families uh, that we bring in that have a lot of kids. And it's like, okay, you're grabbing the piano bench and the oh, art yeah. stool and the folding chairs that you keep in the basement. I'm not saying it needs to be posh mm-hmm. seating. I'm just saying like, will there be enough places for people to sit? And there have been times where I'm like, hey, kids, all of y'all are sitting outside. Find a rock. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's your seating. Um, what are some of the like the practical things you think if you're starting from ground zero? Um, what are some of the practical ways that that works? OK, I'm you. You talk. I'm going to <laughs> call my husband who I don't even know what he's doing. Well, we always joke on the show that I don't have enough forks, (laughs) so I would put cutlery with seating for sure. I'm terrible about that. Um, You mentioned on an episode last season about Natalie and how she's just the gal that always has like the coffee carafes and she's got the the stuff. My mom's the same way. Yep. That's amazing. I always Why tell is her, that I'll so like, amazing to me? I'll be like you when I grow up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, if, practically speaking, I mean, I guess there's a a few things to to know how to, to do well, whether it's a, a really good cup of coffee and having enough seating. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe even just maybe if somebody's coming over, you know, a lot of times um our countenance is what's comforting to our countenance is what shows other people hospita- hospitality. So that's where they, they feel cared for by if we, you know, if we have someone in and, and we're frazzled because the floors are dirty, you know, it is, it can be hard to let yeah. go of if your house is yeah. a mess, you know, if you, some of us really care about what our house looks like and it is dang yeah. hard to let go of that. Um, it is talking with the family even with young kids, if you're a young mom and you're like, okay, I want to build this, this muscle of hospitality, you know, um, we do things, you know, so we do really practical things in the family, like a fire drill. And we will do things like a, a get ready to get out the door drill. Like let's practice. Does everybody know where their <laughs> shoes are? Does everybody know where their coat is? So that if, if we do need to go somewhere, it's not, um, a total utter freak show. Let's just be real. <laughs> but maybe sit down with with husband and small kids and say, this is something mom wants to learn how to get better at. Yes. Once or twice a week, could we do a practice cleanup like someone's pulling down the driveway? <laughs> yes. Like, what would we do if someone was pulling down the driveway? And we kind of have a routine in our house. Someone grabs a broom, someone wipes the counter, make sure the drawers are closed, hang up any coats in the boot room. Just a, just a few key things that do get disheveled yep. and pretty gnarly during the day. So that mom, yep. as someone who's offering comfort and offering hospitality can maybe just not be so, so frazzled. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. And if you do get frazzled easy, because everybody does have different personalities yeah. and that will manifest very quickly when you start practicing hospitality. Right. So I think, um, there's nothing wrong with starting small. And like, I'm talking about like make some cookies and put on a pot of coffee and just invite somebody over, invite your neighbor yeah. over, you know, whatever, invite whoever over. Um, but there's nothing wrong. It doesn't, 
You don't need a three course meal. You don't even need to do a meal. I mean, you literally could be like, hey, mom, who just had a baby. Can I bring you an espresso and some cookies? Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, you don't even have to make them. You could stop by the the bakery and get them in a white box. You totally could. (laughs) Right. You totally could. Um, So I think that's important, too. When we talk about the practical application, like, again, don't be a martyr about this, you guys. Don't be a martyr. It's not about you. And I'm pointing to myself when I say this. I'm reminding myself of all these things. Lest you think we've arrived. I oh, hope yeah. We've I meant to say that like 25 minutes ago. Like, do not. <laughs> I did. I meant to say that a while ago. Like, just if you're new here, Shay and I try to always Don't like say, like, so smart. No, we are talking to ourselves in the mirror. Yep. yep. Always. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. Yeah, I was uh, put in my place uh, and not to use her as a poster child because I love her dearly. But my friend whose daughter has brain cancer, her every day is as bad as we can ever imagine. Mm-hmm. OK. And uh, she brought me chili the other night. She she actually called me. She's like, I'm coming back from her physical therapy, her daughter's physical therapy appointment. She's like, do you want some food? I was like. Yeah, actually, I do, (laughs) which took a lot for me to say. Right. It took a lot, but it was like providential. It had just been a bad day. I was this was same time when I was sick. Okay, And uh, mom's mom whose day is, you know, swallowing nails brings me. She brought me chili and it was amazing. And I was just like, you've been schooled. Hmm. you've been schooled she had eyes to see it she had eyes to see it and i think that's just so beautiful and you know her style in this season of her life isn't hey come into my home and i'm gonna cook for you and you're gonna feel Mm -hmm. so nurtured and that's not where she's at right now her style is i got this and you know she made me chili and she brought some delicious salsa and some toppings and a bag of chips and she just had her husband drop it off that yeah. that is her style of hospitality right now. That's what works for her with where they're at in this season. And um yeah. Just props props to her. Right. It was such, I think a, it's such just a beautiful yeah. practice of being thoughtful. I had a meal delivered probably 2 years ago here to the house and a newer friend, we were in the thick of it, I think with a plumbing problem. And she brought it by like in a, one of those like dairy crates, you know, like a food storage dairy crate. And it was so well thought out. It was a big Tupperware of soup, a loaf of bread, a salad, corresponding uh, salad dressing, uh, biscuits, napkins, plastic forks Mm -hmm. or plastic spoons. Like it was everything. Mm -hmm. And not a pretty presentation, like very utilitarian. Here's everything you need, sweetie. Feed your family. Yep. It was so humbling and inspiring and it just then the next time i was in a position to do something for someone i remembered those details yeah you know it was like gave me fuel for the next time around and yes yeah our church when i first got into the church that we're in now um it was before we had Georgia. Actually, Stu and I were just dating. So we had been in there for a little while when we had Georgia. And I was, I had had an amazing example with my mom, which we talked about it like on Monday. Mm-hmm. But um, 
But this was my first and sort of stretching outside of family. Like, hey, these people don't know you like your mom knows you. Okay. And uh, it was the same thing. Somebody brought me a meal one time after we had her and it had soup and bread and plates and forks and a bar of chocolate and a bottle Mm. of wine and a card with a $10 bill in it. And I just like these little details I remember. And it was from a, you know, older woman in the church. She'd been there. She'd done that. She knew exactly what. And we, I mean, we didn't have any money. And I just remember being like, this is amazing. Like, remember this, remember what this felt like. And, um, again, she had eyes to see our specific needs. Now she probably wouldn't have given, you know, me $10 when I had my fourth kid. Like we were, Mm -hmm. we weren't in that need. We weren't in that space anymore, Mm -hmm. but at the time she had eyes to see it. And I think that that is where hospitality really takes on an entirely new role is when it's not out of duty. It's not like, Oh, I should probably do this. It's not that it's right. Or overextending it's Christmas day and I'm going to deliver fresh bread to everybody. I know, you know, (laughs) (laughs) you know, (laughs) all those things, those lofty goals, just little bite-sized nuggets. I think that's Uh a great opener to this season. Yeah. And Listeners, just spend a little time with yourself. Spend mm-hmm. a little time with yourself, understanding what you're good at, where your strengths are, um, where you could improve your skills, what your style is going to be. And, you know, it's funny, uh, just I don't mean to keep throwing her under the bus, but Natalie, we went to their house the other day <laughs> and they had another family over, one that they hadn't met with as many times. OK, mm-hmm. and so us when we a lot of times when we go it's like a wednesday night and she's called us 15 minutes before and it's like hey i've got this and i'm like hey i've got this and you know it's just very casual and there's stuff on the counters and we sit for 45 minutes while we put it together and chit chat and you know it's just very comfortable um but we went to her house and she had you know it was cleaned and everything was put away and the food was ready and you know just it was more of a hospitality than a fellowship kind of a thing with this new family. Mm-hmm. And um, I almost felt cheated out of my experience because I loved the belly up, you know, mm-hmm. hey, can you chop this while I do this? And and I loved that's part of her style. And she knows it. She rocks it. And I and I love that about her. Um But there are different styles. I've also gone to other people's houses where everything is completely ready. Like the tables are at the table set, the the glasses of water are out, the meals already prepped, everything's washed. And like literally as soon as you're done eating, they they take your plate and they load it in the dishwasher and they wipe off the table and you're just like, whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) Like, (laughs) but there's different styles. Mm. There's not a right or wrong way to do it, especially when you're practicing hospitality, when you're thinking about what does my guest need? And so spending some time with yourself, just thinking, what, what can I cut corners on? What am I, what can I play up? Um, How can I position things in my, in my life and in my kitchen to serve people? Um, And I think that takes, just takes a little bit of time. Right. And intention. Yeah. Yes. So much intention. Mm-hmm. So much intention. Um, you know, you mentioned the frozen pizzas and this is something where I've just sort of had to die to myself a little bit because I am a cook. This is mm-hmm. what I, that's what I do for a living. Mm-hmm. I want everyone to eat all the good food, especially when they come to my house. I'm like, I can cook. Let me cook something for you. Um, 
But when we have the unexpected hospitality, sometimes you need a frozen pizza. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to stop by Safeway on the way home from church and grab a loaf of bread and some lunch meat. And that's what you're having. Absolutely. Just die. Die to yourself because it ain't about you. Hmm. We're so positive on this podcast. And on that note. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (sighs) All we do is win. No matter what. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, um, be encouraged. Be encouraged, ladies. This is a beautiful thing. And we're going to flush it out a lot in the coming weeks. Oh, we're going to have so much fun. We will get to Christmas decor. We will get to Christmas baking. We will get to menus and food and all that stuff. But for now, until we talk again on Monday, put on your glasses with your little filter. Mm-hmm. Open your eyes with a servant's heart to, to see people around you. Let people in. Okay. Um, and join us over on Instagram. Tomorrow is Ultra Feminine Friday. We would love for you to join us. One of Angela's children is having a <laughs> like some sort of demonic possession. He's making some sort of character voice, and it's pretty scary. Pretty scary. Um, if you are a Dry Farms wine customer, which we hope that you are. Uh, if not, go to dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. And when you drink a bottle, use the hashtag what I'm sipping. When you drink a bottle, when you pour Don't. a glass. That's what I meant. Just what she meant. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I didn't mean Put to Put a do nipple that. on the top. Send us a picture. <laughs> use the hashtag what I'm sipping so that we can share in these beautiful wines together. And um, do join us over on YouTube. My channel is The Elliot Homestead. Angela's is Parisian Farm Girl. What do you have going on on YouTube? You you post this weekend, right? What do you have this weekend? I'm not sure what's next. We did our gin video and I, I don't know. As the spirit leads. We'll okay. See. Mine uh, tomorrow will be my fall living room. Mm. Woo! All the cozy autumnal vibes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's really fun. Yeah. All right. All right. We we got our goggles on. Ladies. Yes. We're ready for a great season. Yes. It's exciting. Okay. Ladies, we'll see you Monday. Monday. Until then. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.